Welcome to the Next Level Human Podcast. As a human, you have a job to do. In fact, you have four jobs. To earn and manage money, to attain and maintain health and fitness, to build and sustain personal relationships, to find meaning and make a difference. None of these jobs are taught in school, and that is what this podcast is designed to do. To educate us all on living our most fulfilled lives through the mastery of these four jobs. I'm your host, Dr. Jade Tita, and I believe we are here living this life for three reasons and three reasons only to learn, to teach, and to love. In this podcast, I will be learning, teaching, and loving right along with you. I'm grateful to have your company. Here's to our next level. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the show today. Today we're going to be talking about um, a topic that uh, gets people confused, and it really comes from a statement that I often use that people tend to say, hey, Jade, what exactly do you mean by that statement? And so I'll walk you through the statement, and then we'll begin this discussion. The statement normally goes like this. It goes, look, there are two things required for sustained fat loss, a calorie deficit and hormonal metabolic balance. Now, most people immediately get what we mean by a calorie deficit, right? You need to basically take in less energy than you use. Most people have no idea what is meant by hormonal metabolic balance. And admittedly, it's a vague term, a non-scientific term. It's my um, approach or uh, my attempt at... Um, creating a statement that sort of sums up this hormonal biofeedback situation or how hormones sort of function in the body. In other words, what I'm trying to say is we need calorie deficits and hormone balance, but hormonal slash metabolic because it's not just all about hormones. So if we dig deeper into this sort of statement, the calorie part is takes care of itself, of course. But then the hormonal metabolic balance, how do we measure balance? And this gets into this concept of metabolism as thermostat or metabolism as stress barometer rather than metabolism as a chemistry set or metabolism as calculator. In other words, the chemistry set model of the metabolism just says it's about all about hormones. The calculator model says it's all about calories. The sort of stress barometer or thermostat model is my attempt to uh, basically merge these two, the chemistry set model and the uh, calculator model plus everything else. Now, of course, whenever you're dealing with a complex thing like metabolism, you really should never try to use a metaphor to simplify it because invariably that metaphor will fall short. And of course, The thermostat model and the stress barometer model are also models that are going to fall short. They don't do everything or explain everything about the metabolism. I just think it's far more um, accurate to discuss something that has this measuring, this ability to measure sort of stress on the system and give feedback, right? So it's sort of this thermostat stress barometer nature. Now, how do we measure that? And this brings me to 
this idea that I have become famous for kind of <laughs> in, in a very silly way because one of the things that I did sort of early on, I mean, actually not early on, it took me a while to get here, but I used to talk very much in depth, and I see a lot of uh, coaches and doctors and people still do this, where they'll talk in depth about very various hormones, insulin and glucagon and cortisol and epinephrine and all the incretins like, you know, uh, GLP and GIP and CCK and ghrelin and, of course, leptin, sort of what a lot of people consider the master sort of uh, hormone that, that sort of gives us feedback about how much body fat we have on our body. And then, of course, we have adipokines, these sort of signaling molecules that the fat cells release. So fat is an endocrine organ. And myokines, which are these signaling molecules that um, the muscle cells release. So muscle we now know is an endocrine organ. And we know that these same sort of endocrine um, functions, these sort of myokines, cytokines, etc., are also being used by the immune system. And so when we really start looking at this wide array of signaling that goes on in the body, we start to see that there's not much difference, right? Some of the same compounds like IL-6 are being used by the immune system, by the fat cells, and by the uh, muscle to communicate with the brain, let's say. And so we needed a way, in my mind, I needed a way to start to simplify this because otherwise, who cares about all the different names for all these different compounds and all the different things that they're doing? All we really want to know is, is there a way subjectively that we can measure these things? Because another sort of uh, troubling aspect of doing this work has to do with the fact that even when you run labs, you really don't get a whole lot out of that. And I know that's shocking for a lot of you who aren't in this field, who are sort of the lay public, who think that labs are going to tell you everything. But think about it, right? The metabolism is changeable, adaptable. It's adjusting and changing constantly, right? It's just what it does. And so this idea that a lab, which takes a snapshot in time of your blood or your breath or your urine or your gut function, is going to tell you everything you need to know about the metabolism is silly. And so what we need as practitioners who are trying to help uh, you know, people lose weight and maintain their health, or someone who's trying to do that themselves, is we need a way to gauge this hormonal metabolic balance without talking about all these hormones and without doing all these fancy tests. And so one of the ways that I have been describing how to do that for a while now is this idea of heck and schmeck. And so anyone who has followed my work has heard these terms. And this is the first time that I'm doing sort of a full-scale podcast or show on Heck and Schmeck it, because it has become sort of famous and many, many people are using um, these terms now, which is really cool. And I love the idea of that. But let's talk a little bit about what they are for those of you who have not heard this concept yet. First of all, they are acronyms. And so Heck, H-E-C, stands for hunger, energy, and cravings. Schmeck, S-H-M-E-C, stands for sleep, hunger, mood, energy, and cravings. These are essentially biofeedback signals, and these biofeedback signals or sensations are directly related to all these hormones that we just mentioned or I just mentioned. And so heck and schmeck are a way to subjectively 
try to understand hormonal metabolic balance. So yes, we have the calorie aspect. We know you're in a calorie deficit if you're losing weight, but how do we know if you're in hormonal slash metabolic balance? How do we know if your hormones are balanced? How do we know if you're in too much stress or not? How do we know when it's time to change up the dietary regime because you are in too much of a stressful situation? Well, heck and schmeck guide you. Now, obviously, I would love to go, you know, have an acronym that could explain all biofeedback in the body. But when I say HEC, hunger, energy, and cravings, and SHMEC, sleep, hunger, mood, energy, and cravings, I also mean, I use those terms as a catch-all phrase for all biofeedback in the body. So I might be saying HEC and SHMEC, but what I really mean is also um, things like exercise performance and exercise recovery. These things are directly related to things like energy and the ability for these hormones to speak to cells in your body, be released from muscle cells and uh, the immune system and adipose tissue and communicate with the brain, etc. All these things are sort of released and impact the way we perform and the way we recover from that performance, right? And so Hunger, energy, cravings, sleep, mood, yes, but also exercise performance and exercise recovery are very important biofeedback sensations for measuring the way we are responding to stress in our environment. And so when we say heck and schmeck, what we're really doing is we're saying what where is our stress barometer? Is it in the Goldilocks zone? Because we don't want too little stress, right? We don't want no stress on the system at all. Then we can't function or adapt and get better. But we don't want so much stress on the system that we can't recover. So we're really looking for that Goldilocks zone. Heck and schmeck being in check means that you are in that Goldilocks zone. Exercise performance and exercise recovery, if you're able to perform well and recover adequately, then you are probably in that Goldilocks zone. As soon as that stress barometer starts tipping into the red zone, heck and schmeck go out of check. Likewise, by the way, if you have no stress on your system at all, heck and schmeck and exercise performance and exercise recovery won't be in check either because you're not doing anything with the system to keep it functioning. You know, this is the idea a body in motion sort of stays in motion. So it's this really interesting concept, right, that I oftentimes talk about. You could take a couch potato who's overeating and doing nothing and their heck and schmeck will be out of check because their system is under stress, right? Likewise, you can have a dieter who's over-exercising and under-eating, who will also have heck and schmeck out of check because their system is under stress. And we need to be able to measure this. So hunger, energy, craving, sleep, mood, exercise, performance, exercise, recovery. Another aspect of heck and schmeck is uh, this idea of libido, menses, and erection. So let's talk about this for just a minute. The idea here is that what is the major charge of the metabolism, meaning what is its major job? What's the whole point of metabolism in the first place? The whole point of metabolism is to process fuel. Well, number one, help us sense and respond to the environment so that we can get food, digest and absorb that food, break it down into energy. But what's the whole point of all that? Well, the whole point of that is to reproduce and spread our genes on. And so obviously, libido is a huge aspect of heck and schmeck. If your stress barometer is too much in the stressed out zone, then the metabolism needs to know and understand it's not a good idea to bring a baby into that sort of stressful environment because they won't survive. And so what will happen is, is that if we look at libido, if libido goes down, goes out of check, 
right? Heck goes out of check, libido being included in that. That tells you something. If erections begin to falter, that tells you something. If menstrual cycle begins to become uh, irregular and sporadic, that tells you something about hormonal metabolic balance. That is heck going out of check or schmeck going out of check because we're including these things in that phrasing. And so, yes, hunger, energy, craving, sleep, mood, exercise, performance, exercise, recovery, and then these reproductive sort of sensations, libido, menses, and um, erection. And then, of course, we have one of the huge hubs of biofeedback in the body, which is the digestive system. So gas, bloating, constipation, loose stools, diarrhea, um, discomfort, heartburn, um, you know, halitosis, bad breath, all of these sort of things that go on with the gut. Remember, the gut is a major, major factor in metabolic regulation. There is a whole host of things going on at the gut. I oftentimes say that the center of the metabolism is the brain, right? So the brain is sort of the president or, you know, the, the sort of controller, chief metabolic controller is in the brain, the hypothalamus, but sort of the five-star general or chief of state, basically, secretary of state, would be the gut, in my opinion. This is the convergence of the nervous system and the endocrine system and the immune system, right? So we call this the neuroendocrine immune system, this whole connection. And most of that is going on at the level of the gut. So gut function is a really uh, important aspect of heck and schmeck. So now we have hunger, energy, cravings, sleep, mood, exercise, performance, exercise, recovery, libido, menses, erection, and all these various uh, ways of assessing digestive function, gas, bloating, heartburn, loose stools, diarrhea, constipation, all of these things become a really important window into hormonal metabolic balance. And then the final aspect of this is then just uh, the signs and symptoms that are unique to an individual. I mean, let's face it, some people get headaches and some people don't. Some people get skin rashes, some people don't. Some people are dealing with joint pain, some people don't. Some people have gout, some people have allergic rhinitis, some people get sore throats. We all have various uh, you know, sort of feedback mechanisms on our body. I have one really good friend who, whenever he eats any kind of grain-based food, he starts getting itchy. I have another friend that whenever he eats anything that has even a little bit of gluten, he breaks out in a rash, right? I have other friends where when they have pizza and some of these things, they wake up the next morning with lots of joint aches and pains. Another one of these is some people have, you know, sort of bloating digestively, but also holding water. I'm one of these people too, given some of my thyroid issues that I will hold water really easily when I eat certain things. So you'll see me some days and I look like my face, I can almost look like if you're just looking at my face from one day to the next, I can look like I've gained five pounds or lost five pounds. And so there's all these signs and symptoms that are unique to the individual as well. So these are also part of heck and schmeck. And so what we need to be looking at is we need to be looking at all of these. Now, some of these sensations are really useful acutely. So for example, hunger, energy, and cravings is a great tool to use subjectively to see what's going on hormonally in the system, whether it's in check or not, from sort of hour to hour and day to day. Now, obviously, sleep 
and mood are a little bit different. You know, this is going to be sort of day to day to week to week to begin to assess these things like menses. This is going to be sort of week to week and month to month. Right. And so, uh, you know, things like digestive function could be week to month to assess those things. And so you can begin looking at all of these in sort of different time frames. <laughs> Heck and Schmeck, I oftentimes use heck more often when I'm talking about hour to hour and a 24-hour sort of how was your heck the previous day. I oftentimes use Schmeck when I'm talking about what's your Schmeck been over the course of the week. And most of the clients that have worked with me and the programs that I build over at Metabolic Living, that people get very, very familiar with heck and Schmeck. It's always about, hey, what's my body composition doing? In other words, what are the calories doing? And what's my sort of hormonal metabolic balance doing, i.e. what's my heck and schmeck doing, and they start to understand very clearly that heck and schmeck is really a euphemism or a catch-all phrase for all of these things, exercise performance, exercise recovery, libido, erections, menses, digestive function, signs and symptoms of disease, skin rashes, etc. And so one of the things that you want to be getting very clear on is understanding when heck and schmeck etc. are in check and when they're not. And one of the things here that comes up with a lot of people is they say, okay, Jade, I sort of get it. What I want to do is I want my heck and schmeck in check because this tells me that my stress barometer is in the Goldilocks zone. My system, I have hormonal slash metabolic balance, which means I can sustain whatever I'm doing, right? Like obviously if you're craving and you're hungry all the time, your energy is unpredictable and unstable, you're not going to be able to to sustain that. So what you want to be doing first and foremost is getting heck and schmeck in check, and then you can begin to push on the metabolism a little bit from that point forward, and that is really, really important. But you also want to understand that it's not just that, you know, a lot of people will ask, they'll say, well, Jay, does this mean I should never have hunger or I should never have cravings? No. What it means is, of course, you're going to have some of these sensations, but these sensations should be under control and you should be aware of what things get them in control. So, for example, you should become aware over time, coaching yourself or those of you who listen to this who are coaches, coaching your clients on, hey, listen, when you eat breakfast, does it keep heck and schmeck in check or not? Like, does heck in, is, is heck in check? Do you find that you're craving and wanting, you know, extra things at lunch and dinner as a result of what you had at breakfast? One of the tool, one of the great things about this tool is it helps you understand that, uh, you know, meals are not separate from each other. They are uh, dependent on each other. What you eat for breakfast uh, can directly impact how much you eat, what you crave to eat for lunch and vice versa, right? Like, you know, uh, for dinner and what you eat or don't eat for dinner can influence how hungry you're going to be for breakfast. Another aspect of this too is that some people think about it, right? Some people can miss breakfast and they end up over the course of that day uh, eating less calories. Some people though eat breakfast and end up consuming more or once they start to eat, it sets their heck and schmeck out of check in a sense. And so once you start to understand this, you start to understand how I can manipulate the macronutrients and the content and the timing and the amounts at my different meals and the frequency uh, at which I'm eating. Um, Also, once you start to understand um, sort of heck and schmeck, you get into this sort of uh, situation where uh, not only can you use it from, you know, meal 
to meal, but you can begin to see sort of day to day what happens. What did I eat? Did it help me when I have carbohydrates, for example? Does it help me sleep better or worse? I mean, a lot of people start to understand that, oh, that's interesting. You know, um, this idea of not having uh, certain macronutrients at night or eating not close enough to bed actually makes me stay up and sort of not be able to sleep appropriately. All of these things are really, really interesting uh, to know as you begin to troubleshoot why you're not getting results. And so it's a very, very powerful tool to begin to use without talking about um, all of these different things like, you know, GLP and GIP and leptin and all of this kind of stuff. Heck and Schmeck are the hormonal sensations. When we're talking about heck and schmeck, we are talking about hormones and we're talking about all biofeedback in the body. And when you add this subjective evaluation to your calorie counts and your ability to lose fat or not, as well as some of the sort of objective uh, sort of measures of being able to tap into stress, things like HRV or heart rate recovery or, you know, different phases of sleep. Like, you know, I wear this aura ring and certain tech can help us get a little bit more objective with that stuff. It becomes powerful. So I, I view a lot of this tech like the aura ring or the whoop device or Fitbit or some of these things is just a window deeper into some of the hormonal aspects of metabolism, some of the more stress based responses of metabolism, helping us assess uh, sort of these metabolic processes better. So I'm going to stop here. Um, I just wanted to do one full sort of episode on heck and schmeck so that people who are searching this and wanting to know where it's coming from as it gets more popular understand what we are essentially talking about here. The final thing that I'll say here is how do we use it? Well, as you go through the day or your week, what you want to essentially say is two things, right? We will end just the way we started this podcast. Two things that you want. One, am I losing weights? More specifically, am I losing fat? Two, is my heck schmeck and all these biofeedback sensations in check? Are they under control? Do I feel good, right? If you have those two things, then you are on the right track. That's what you want to have. If you don't have those two things, the very first thing you want to do is first get heck and schmeck in check and then start pushing on different macronutrient ratios and calorie counting and all of this kind of stuff. So if you're paying close attention, you'll see that, you know, sort of heck and schmeck is sort of the intuitive sort of aspect of eating and the calorie stuff or measuring body composition changes is sort of the more tracking, weighing, and measuring aspect of things. And these two things are not separate approaches. They are synergistic. And so these are the two things that you're constantly measuring and seeing how they are progressing. As soon as heck and schmeck change, and this is one of the key understandings of this, as soon as heck and check go out of, or heck and schmeck go out of check, this is when you need to begin to change up the metabolism. This is a indication to you that whatever protocol or procedure you were using has uh, now run its course and you're going to need to do something else. And so if this is the first time you're hearing this, go back to, I think, um, episodes 11 and 12 of this podcast and you'll learn about the different metabolic toggles and how to switch between those as heck and schmeck change. Because remember, the metabolism is not some static sort of entity that is just this predictable linear thing. It changes. So if you do eat less, exercise more, 
for any length of time, after about 7 to 14 days, heck and schmeck go out of check, and it starts to work against you. So wouldn't it be wonderful if you knew at what point it started to work against you? Well, now you have a tool to do that. Heck and Schmeck will begin to change and go in a negative direction. They will go out of check as that process begins to run its course. Then you can take, quote, a diet break or back off for a little bit, go back to an isocaloric level, go back to what I would call eat less, exercise less, or eat more, exercise more, which are more isocaloric in nature. They close that calorie gap, taking some of the stress off the system. Do that for a little while, then come back to eat less, exercise more, and you'll find that it is far more effective and appropriate to do things this way. This teaches you to work with your metabolism rather than constantly fighting against it. All right, I hope you enjoyed the show today, and I will see you at the next episode.